today's podcast titled How the Government Manipulates the Administrative Judge's EEOC Scheduling Order to Wipe Out Your Case. And I think a lot of listeners out there know exactly what I'm talking about. The order that you get, this initial teleconference case management order, is going to list the issues and claims for adjudication. There's usually a section in there for discovery, and it gives a bunch of these discovery rules. For example, if you want to obtain documents or you want to take depositions from the agency, you have to do it within a certain amount of time, and you have to finish within a certain amount of time. Almost always these days, and this podcast is being done in August of 2021, the window is about 90 days, which means that the administrative judge wants this discovery finished within 90 days, and you have to initiate discovery usually within 20 or at most 30 days. A lot of them are getting stricter now. Even I've seen one as soon as five days. You have to understand this, that because the report of investigation is itself in most instances lacking the critical information that will help you win your case, and that's not accidental. As most people know, the agency does withhold information. They are not good many times at providing timely information. Everybody knows that. But you need this information to get to hearing. The only way you're going to get that information is through discovery. So, for example, if the theory of your case is I shouldn't have been suspended because I came in late twice last month, but five other employees who were of a different race, they were late even more than I was and nothing happened to them, or they didn't get suspended at least. So I need information on who those people were, what their disposition of being late was, were they suspended for one day, were they reprimanded, did they get a warning, and that's how I'm going to prove my discrimination case. Now all that should have been in the report of investigation, but it wasn't. So now you have, let's say, 20 days out of 90 to serve those demands. It's interesting because rule number one on these orders is that if you miss that deadline, for whatever reason, you were on vacation and you didn't even see the order, you were ill, you forgot about it, whatever the, the situation was, the court or the administrative judge has the power to deny you discovery, which essentially ends your case right then and there. Because if you can't get that information, you can't win. You can't even get to hearing, which is yet another reason why in many of these cases I recommend going to federal court, where you almost always do not have these kinds of ridiculous time pressures to get stuff done on. But there are reasons to do administrative cases in spite of that, and I have a little booklet on that, which I've mentioned in another podcast. But just putting that aside, that's rule number one. So a lot of people who are pro se are going to miss that. They're going to miss that deadline. Now, let's say you made that deadline. All right, here's deadline number two that comes up. Now, this is really tricky the way this thing works. 
the government will have 30 days to respond to the discovery that you send out, the discovery demands. Now, what government agencies do is they purposely don't give you the information that you've requested. Now, why not? Well, we all know that information can be very damaging to their side of the case. In the suspension example that I give, the let's say that there are three other people of different races who came in late to work and nothing happened to them. That's a problem. That case will probably lose for them. So the way they fight that is by not giving you the information. Okay, simple enough. What do you do next? Well, you have to go ahead and you have to make a motion to compel. You have to tell the court, judge, we timely served discovery. They didn't respond. And because of that, we want you to order that they respond. They provide the information. Well, that sounds simple enough. What's so hard about that? Well, what's hard about that is these administrative judges, because they have hundreds of cases, they come up with a couple of rules to make it really hard for you to move to compel. Number one, there's a deadline on that, 10 days. Some of them are five days. Now, if you don't get any discovery at all, it's pretty simple. Just say, listen, Judge, 30 days ago we sent out our discovery demands. We never got anything back, so compel them to respond. You have 10 days to make that motion. That's easy. The problem is, let's say they send 1,000 pages of discovery, 2,000 pages. Most of the time they do this, by the way, they don't put them in any order as they're, as they're required to. A lot of people don't know that, but... You can't just send out pages of discovery to respond to document demands. You have to identify what those pages are, at least in terms of to what number document demand they correspond to. So let's say you have 10 different document demands that you send to the agency. The agency has to bait stamp them, which means there's a program, puts a little number on each of the pages, and they have to say something like documents 1 to 250 respond to question number 1, so on and so forth. A lot of pro se complainants don't know that. So they're going to get a giant notebook or two or an entire box of pages that are unmarked. And they're going to try to piece together what all of these pages are. How long do you think that's going to take somebody with a full-time job and maybe children at night to take care of to go through. You think that's going to take you? You think you're going to be able to do all that in 10 days and be able to explain to the judge of those 2,000 pages what was deficient? Because the administrative judge is going to make you identify the specific deficiency in those documents. You're not going to be able to do that. Bam, you're not going to be able to do that within 10 days. You can't make a motion to compel. You never get the information that you need, you lose. Here's something else the government can do. They take advantage of the administrative judge's strict requirement that before you make a motion to compel, now listen to this, 
we even have this right here that we're showing you on one of our cases of, of just how impossible this is. You can't just simply file a motion to compel and say they didn't respond within 10 days. You have to first attempt to resolve this with the agency lawyer. Now, this judge in particular, she has an order, this Judge Bennett, that says that what you have to do is you have to have two video conferences with the agency lawyer before you make a motion to compel. Okay, so now let's just look at the timing here. You've got 10 days to make a motion to compel from when you get that giant box of documents. How long is that going to take you to do? A long time. And not only do you have to do it before 10 days are up to find the deficiency, you have to then schedule not one, but two video conferences with an agency lawyer to try to, quote, resolve this. And then this judge requires, and she's not the only one, she's far from the only one, that what you've got to do is you've got to coordinate with that agency lawyer a couple times. Both of you are available in order to orally argue this motion to compel with the court. That's, and you got to list two times for that. Okay, that is about four conferences times you've got to schedule within 10 days. Okay, that is a very, very tall order. Now, if you're an agency lawyer, do you have any motivation at all to send any of this discovery absent a court order? Probably not. Technically, these people can be sanctioned if the judge determines that their defense was frivolous or something like that to not turning over the documents, but these people are generally skilled enough to come up with some sort of reasonable defense about why the materials they sent complied or something like that. That is a steep, steep obstacle that can cause you to lose your case at the administrative level, just like that. Here's another thing these people do. You have 90 days to complete discovery, okay? You want to take depositions. You generally want to take depositions after you get their documents. You want to notice a few of these from the report of investigation. You know who some of the people are that you want to take depositions of. You don't know who everybody is, though. Here's what the government does. Now, notice on these cases, a lot of times the government will have two lawyers. Why? I've always wondered that. Why are there two lawyers? I think one of the reasons is one of them can always be unavailable. Not available. Meaning the, the answer is not so that when one's unavailable, the other one can be available to cover those depositions. No, no. It's the opposite of that. It's because one is unavailable, you can't do whatever deposition you wanted to do at whatever day. You have to go ask the judge for more time on an extension motion. That's, that's one of the reasons they do that. And we all know that in federal employment, there's always somebody's on vacation, somebody's at training, somebody's on a special project, somebody's here, somebody's there. All right, so think about it. One of the strategies an agency lawyer will have 
is within that 90 days of discovery, someone will be not available within a certain amount of time, thereby running you out of time, and you can't get the information that you need, and your case loses on summary judgment. I think there was a famous line in one of these movies that, I think Wall Street, I think Gordon Gecko, the Wall Street Baron, said it from the book The Art of War, that most of these battles are won before they're ever fought. When the government sees you're a pro se litigant on one of these EEOC administrative cases, they're licking their chops. This, by the way, has nothing to do with law. I mean, we're not even talking about the merits of the case or anything like that. This is just how to manipulate the schedule so that you can't win. All right, that's one of the things they do, which is why. If you have an acknowledgement or case management order and you don't have an attorney, you had better look into getting one because handling these cases yourself, you don't know what you don't know. And after many, many years of experience, I keep seeing the changes in these rules and the manipulation of the rules and the manipulation of those changes it is imperative that you get an attorney to represent you to cover these different angles. I have been an attorney for over 25 years and I have done this area of law for about 20. Call us now, we can help you 